Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft. Hi, this is Martin Perdomo, the Elite Strategist, and today I got a real special guest, man. We we kind of been uh, talking off air here, and I'm excited for what we have and what we're going to share. His name is Don Dinero. And he's an artist. He's a music artist, a Latino music artist. And this is uh, Latinos and Real Estate Investing Podcast. And uh, Don Dinero, um, whose name is Jose, Jose Manuel, was born and grew up in the streets of Washington Heights. So we have that in common. We both grew up in New York City and Washington Heights, which gave him the opportunity to experience the origin of hip hop. Right. We grew up yes. in the era of hip hop um, and the hip hop culture. He sings in English as well as in Spanish and his music enriches the hip hop genre. Genre, I don't know how to say that. Being in genre, genre um, with his totally new sound, right? That word always uh, screws me up. Anyways, brother, thank you for being here. I, I appreciate the conversations we were just having off air, and I'm excited for the conversation we're going to have on air in this podcast. Uh, and I know that my intro didn't do you enough justice. My brother, please tell us a little bit about, tell us more about yourself, who you really are, who's Don Dinero, where he's coming from. By the way, Don Dinero is also an author of a new book coming out, uh, Formula 16, and he's in a, he's recorded Formula in English. 16 Lessons for Life. 16 Lessons for Life. So go ahead, brother. Tell us a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, where you come from, and tell us your story. First and foremost, um, you know, it's never about me. I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to use your platform pass along my message and, um, you know, you've worked hard to, you know, to have this platform. So to me, it's kind of, you know, we all need each other, you know, each one teach right. one and, and we all, so I'm definitely grateful to be here. And, you know, I'm not going to say, Hey, I'm this, I'm that. I've been able to accomplish things in my life, uh, that were pioneering. I did it with the music business in 2002, actually September 17th, the irony, it's going to be 20 years since a classic album called Que Vola Drops. Um, and what I did is I basically put together, uh, took hip hop beats and just put Spanish lyrics over them, created classical music, was able to, uh, never done before, get it on tropical radio. Because back then all you had was salsa, merengue, bachata, cumbia, and things like that. I was able to chart a hip hop record on tropical because they didn't have charts. Doing pioneering things. First guy to get a joint venture in 2005. No one, not even Ricky Martin, Mark Anthony, no one. And uh, doing business deals, always owning my intellectual property, which is so important, that word, IP. And uh, and also putting out great content and great music and helping a ton of artists also reach their dreams and get to where they need to go. Um, but I, I think that my legacy has been to inspire. You know, a lot of people say, hey, motivate, motivate. No, if I need to motivate you. This You should be motivated by life, by your kids. You should have a wife. But I would like to inspire you through a story to say, hey, doesn't matter where you start, there's always going to be an ending and you can decide the ending of your life. You are in control of it. So, uh, uh, you know, with all further ado, yeah, my mother named me Jose Manuel Quitang, Vidian. I named myself Don Dinero. That is my alter ego. He's a bad motherfucker. Excuse my French. He's a bad... <laughs> and, uh, and I try to keep him nowadays, uh, you know, not as, 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 you know, he's changed a lot. He's grown a lot. But uh, we all have our alter egos, and we need that. You know what I'm saying? We need that. We need those those people who we really feel inside of us, right? It's the mind game. We're constantly speaking to each other on a, on a consistent basis and building who we are. But again, I'm just blessed to be here and continue to push the envelope uh, in the game of life and try to pass on as many jewels as I could so, to the people. So tell me about where you are at, at this point in your career, brother. So So here you are. And, you know, while this is a real estate, mostly podcast, but we talk about business. I, I'm a big mindset guy, as I shared with you earlier. Yes. Um, I, I want you to share with that listener that was maybe you and I 20 years ago, right? You and I 25 years ago, right? Um, living in Washington Heights in the hood, right? We have a big list. I have a big following in New York City. 
Um, we have a big following in, in California, San Jose. My podcast gets listened around the world. Um, you, you're, you're that person. You're that maybe a young person or you're in the hood, right? What, what's the mindset required? What are the things that got you from the hood, right, to that grit, that tenacity to get you to where you are and got you, get, moved you out of there? And not wanting to give back, because that's the reason why I have this platform, by the way, is because I want to give back and give people what I didn't have, right? What moved Don Dinero? What got what got Don Dinero to where he is? Well, I mean, a lot of failure, a lot of mistakes, to be honest with you. I was that high school kid, college quarterback, I mean, high school quarterback with uh, all the you know, incredibly smart, all the potential in the world. We didn't understand the world because didn't have my dad around, didn't really have um, in the hood, living with the grandmother, um, end up having a baby in high school, uh, lost my scholarship in uh, graduate 87, lost my scholarship 88. I tried to, you know, I was actually coaching at the high school at, at uh, uh, going part time to the community college on 130 some and, and packing crack twice a week to make money wow. just to keep it above so selling crack. I had to sell crack in high school just to pay for it because all my boys have so heights. You feel me? It is what it is. Mm-hmm. So doing that uh, era, I ended up not, I'm not in college. And a year later, I'm like, fuck, bro. I don't want to end up being a loser. My, one of my buddies went to high school, got killed in an elevator shootout. Let that sink in. Shooting each other in the elevator. I walked by the army uh, thing on 101st. I join in and I and I take the test. And then I score so high on the test, they thought I cheated. So they told me to come back the next day. And they brought a sergeant for, from Hamilton with another test. But I have like a photographic memory. So you, it's like 200-something questions. If you change question 171 to question 17 and just word it differently, I'm going to remember. So I finished that even faster. I scored super high. And that day, they offered me $25,000 bonus. I would, I would, they would ship me out in a month to a special core unit. They wanted me to be in a special, I had to have a military clearance. My dad was Cuban. So they were coming at me like, we want you as a soldier. You're a quarterback. And I signed. I called my wife at the time because I got married in high, before high school shot. And I said, listen, I just joined the army. I'm leaving next month. She was like, what the fuck? And I was in the army doing that a whole Iraq time in 89. I have a top secret military clearance. I did a lot of things in the military that were up there. And then um, I recorded a song in Europe. I was in the army. The shit became number one. So when the military closed off, I got out of the army, started doing music, but I was still, I couldn't find a job. They were telling me I was too young and overqualified for what I was trying. So I got back into the streets blew up with a lot of stuff and then I got locked up with a lot of drugs in uh January never forget January I mean November 19th 2000 and uh I mean 1992 my daughter was a month old and they hit me with a lot of years and uh so at that moment I'm in prison with a lot of years I went from being a high school with everything going for him right all the schools wanted him Ivy League to basically being a loser. Let's be honest. Mm. Two kids in prison. Everyone, my coach just heard. When everyone heard, it's like, ah, that's it. It's over for me. But guess what? I If I don't go to prison, guess what? I don't become Don Dinero. That's when I started. I've always been nice writing. That's when I started really rapping. Mm. You feel me? I became a paralegal in prison to learn the law. So I took, out of the worst case scenario, I made the best out of it. And when I left prison, people said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to become a rapper. I said, what are you going to do? The Cuban Vanilla Ice? I got, out of the, I got out 96 or something. I ended up going to um, parole for three more years, 99. And I was selling cars on that stuff, stacking my bread. And when I finished 99, I started my first label, lost $80,000, didn't work out. Kept going, found an investor to give me a million bucks and uh, and as an independent, and the, and the the story of Don Dinero started. It was this guy with a billion dollars, and I went ahead and, you know, had a vision to start a Spanish hip hop album when no one can do it, and I did it. And I broke the mold in 2002, and the rest was history. I had a young guy up and down with me that today is one of the greatest artists on the planet called Pitbull, and from Akon, and the list goes on. And I helped a ton of artists, you know, whether it's for a day or a month or whatever advice go forward, and I've. I was able to secure a joint venture in 2005 and 
you know, continue to build. Uh, 2009, president of the Gino Green, you know, like I've done so many things, my brother. But my biggest accomplishment, I think, is being a dad. Uh, that son that I didn't abort, by the way, became the greatest basketball player at LaSalle. He's a Hall of Famer in college. He's been playing pro basketball for 14 years. Now he's in Puerto Rico. So nice. he, also, he lived my dream. All my kids, my youngest son right now just got a full ride to Wagner to play football. My other son's at RPI, one of the top engineering schools in the world, playing football. My, my daughter's a fitness guru. She's about to have a baby. So my story now, I'm 53 years old. I don't know if you know that. I'm 53 years old. I was born in 1969. has been of, of failure, turning failures into wins, understanding that life is a journey, and, um, and understanding that I became the dad to my kids that I never had. And I mm. think that's my greatest accomplishment is the father that I am. So, so now, my my friends, so you've been man. That's that's. There's a lot to unpack there. Prison. I mean, uh, I mean. Shit, yo, there's, yo, there's, everyone there's tells me you should do a movie. You should. Do, yeah. and people don't know yeah. this. I'm telling you yeah. stuff I've never spoken yeah. on. Like, yeah, yeah. Like this is really. I don't really, talk about none of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't talk about the army because I had a confidentiality agreement. I couldn't discuss things from publicity mm-hmm. standpoint. Now I can because whatever yeah, they taught me, they don't teach anymore. You feel me? Gotcha. So, so all right. So, so. So now you 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 here you are and you wrote this book. How do you in Spanish? You got it in Spanish. Como se dice en español? What's the Spanish title? Oh, the Spanish title is La Formula. La Formula. Okay, the formula sixteen. Uh, the form, formula sixteen in English. Yeah. So now you have you have La Formula. This book and you teach these sixteen principles uh, on life, right? As 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 a uh, as an OG, right? As we call it, as we call right. ourselves, right? Are you the OG now with the wisdom and you've learned all of these, you've learned all of these principles and um, here you are now, right? And you wrote this book, Formula 16. Um, yeah. What The Formula, share, 16 Lessons for Life. The 16 Lessons for Life. Can you share with us some of the, some of the lessons that you have in this book that you um, share um, with, with your, with your readers? Well, I mean, I got to give you a little background. You know, this book took me 11 years. I started preparing this book in 2011. I was going through some situations and I had, you know, I I found myself constantly helping people, guiding them through different situations. And man, I was like, I couldn't sleep, bro. And I ended up writing these 16 lessons. Um, and they were just simple paragraph lessons, right? And in 2013, I show it to my partner, Chris Gotti, and I'm like, hey, bro, take a look. What do you think? I have something here. He's like, man, this is dope, but you need to break down every lesson so that people can understand what you're talking about. So that took me a few more years to write, and then the audio and then the animation. So it's been an 11-year process to get to this point to find a publisher that'd be willing for me to own my stuff and help me get there, because I... I realized in this business, you can sign away your author rights. So, you know, when you look at this whole, it's hard to break down a specific lesson. This is basically a guide, you know, that people go to. You know, I'll tell people this. From the moment you were born, the first thing you do is you cry. But the reason you cry is because that's the sound the universe needs to hear to realize that you are here on the planet. And the minute the universe hears that, they take your hourglass and flips it and you're on the clock. Make sense? Makes total sense, yeah. And then you you get handed a deck of cards. That is your hands. Maybe your hand is that your mom and your dad are Jay-Z and Beyonce, great. You're still not guaranteed happiness and success. Maybe your mom and your dad are two poor African farmers from Kenya. You're going to get all the love in the world, but no education and you're not going to have any money. Maybe your mom's a crackhead and your dad's a junkie. We don't know, but you get a a deck of cards. And now throughout that journey, you need to figure out why are you here and what is your destiny? The reason I bring that up is because at 53 years old, throughout this journey, I feel like I I understand why I've been through so much. So I can let people know that, hey, guess what? Do you know why you came to this planet? You came here to feel all types of emotions. Emotion is energy in motion. You don't get to come here and sing and dance and be happy all fucking day. You're going to be sad. 
you're going to feel anxious. You're going to go through some depression. You're going to go through some anxiety because that's what you signed up for. This is going to be the toughest task to be alive, to be a human being. You are a spirit having a human experience. And this is going to be the toughest task you will have is to have an existence as a human being. I don't know if I got too deep. Yeah, no, you know, you got deep, which I love it. I love it. I I love the analogy of the hourglass and the the card you were you were you you were handed. So, so listen. A lot of us get, you know, got you and I got handed uh, an interesting set of cards, right? Growing up in Washington Heights and drug infested, drug infested, crime infested neighborhood. For those of you listening around the world. Washington Heights is one of the worst places in New York City um, in the early 2000s. If you remember, uh, um, when they closed 163rd Street, let me just let me just put it into context for people. They closed 163, 162, and 163, 62, and 61 from Broadway to um, to Amsterdam. And you, in order to cross through there. Uh, you needed to show your ID to show that you lived in that block because um, that was when Giuliani was in office, right. Mayor Giuliani in the early 2000s. Because as a cop explained to me, he said there was more drugs in those three blocks than the whole entire state of New York City. Hey, listen, and, and that's mm-hmm. talking about early 2000s. Let me give you my story with Washington Heights. I'm born 1969, Roosevelt Hospital. When I come mm-hmm. home from the hospital, uh, we lived on 192nd in Broadway in the buildings that have the leaves on the thing. I've been in the Heights since then, in the 70s, during the, 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 the blackout. I was living in the Heights, during the Son of Sam. See, I grew up where I would leave my house. By the time I was six, I had keys. I'm a, we, they don't make them like us anymore. By the time I was six, I had the keys to my fucking house because yep. my grandmother had to go. I would leave in the morning on a Saturday at seven in the morning, no cell phone, no nothing, play outside all fucking day with one quarter in my pocket for juice, drinking water out of the fire hydrant, right? Stealing a bag of chips if I could here and there. I had to worry about kidnappers, robbers. Back then, everyone couldn't be a drug dealer like today. You knew who were the drug dealers. You knew it was a different era, and we survived all that shit. Mm-hmm. We survived the Son of Sam. We survived blackouts. We survived real pimps and drug dealers. We survived with... There were bodies everywhere because you couldn't tell who killed because there were no cameras. Yep. Like, it's a different era of the heist. So, yes, our deck of cards, but at the same time, that's kind of what that drive. And you said, hey, man, I got out of there. I got, you know, I'm like, yeah, but then it's kind of like, yo, there's so many of them still stuck. And we explain why are they stuck? Education. How do we educate and empower them? Right? In order. I do that. I, you know, I'm the president of the Land Division for Adventure Music. Independent, and we go. I did 150 cities before COVID for four years, uh, having seminars and talking to the young artists on how to own, operate, and monetize their music. Because there's 22 million independent artists in the United States, and less than one percent will ever sign a major music deal, right? So I'm constantly always trying to help my fellow man, but I think I have to go through this life and go through these hardships in order to say, "Hey, you're going to go through some stuff." You're going to go through some things. You're going to come to a decision in your life of quitting. And I'm here to tell everyone who's listening and who's watching. When you get to a point in your life that you're going for something, it's your dream, and you're thinking of quitting, I'm here to tell you that whether you stay, whether you keep going or you quit, that decision is going to be hard. I suggest you keep going. I suggest you keep going, keep struggling, and keep. Because a life without a dream is a nightmare. You have to have something to go for. You have to have a purpose. What is your purpose here? You know, I see so many people who came to this planet to help, and they're nurses and doctors, and they live a thriveful life because they picked exactly where you at. I know buddies of mine who have a ton of money. We discuss money, but they're miserable because they, they were good at manifesting money, but their whole life is chaos because it's not really their true calling. So, you know, we all have a purpose and a destiny, my brother. We, everyone has to find it. And I think I finally found what I'm destined to do here is just to help my fellow human being figure this game a life out. Because we're all in the same journey together. And you know how the movie ends for all of us, my brother? How's that? 
we all die, brother. In the grave. <laughs> hey, 100%. no, so don't, hey, but listen, don't 100%. be afraid. Don't be afraid to live. You know where the greatest books, the greatest ideas, the greatest real estate ventures, the greatest movies, you know where they're really at? What's that? In the cemetery, because people were too scared to try. Yeah. Let me tell you something about that. I want to share something with you real quick. And I'm going to share this with my listeners. And I put this on my social media oftentimes, but I only put it on my stories. I don't put it. So my office is in downtown, downtown Stroudsburg. And I have a cemetery about three blocks away from here. I literally go to the cemetery and I walk there about three to four times a week. So I go for my daily exercise, go for a walk, stop doing whatever I'm doing in the middle of my day when I'm in my office and I'll go for a walk. And the the thing about it is, right, is that when I'm walking there, right, oftentimes maybe I'm stuck and I'm trying to figure something out. I'm, you know, I might have, uh, I might be having an issue with an employee. I might be having an issue with a, with a, with a deal. I'm trying to get creative. Like how I'm going to structure this deal or whatever. And I may be, and I go to the cemetery or I'm trying to make, I'm facing a difficult decision. And I go to the cemetery. For two reasons. Number one is the quietest place in town, right? No one there is quiet. And number two, it grounds me. And the way it grounds me is because I look around and I say, okay, I'm trying to make this decision. If any of these people, if any of these people can come out, and I'm looking at the gravestones, 1920 to 1800s, right? I'm looking at these gravestones. If any of these people can come out and give me some advice, you know what the advice they would tell me is? Keep going, right? Live it to the fullest. A decision is better than no decision. Go and make it happen, right? And it's for me going to the cemetery, it grounds me, it encourages me because it just reminds me, it reminds me of my mortality. I was talking to my wife the other day and I said, hon, you know, lately mortality has been on my mind a lot. I don't know why, right? right. Mortality has been on my mind a lot, like, legacy and my kids and my grandkids. Yeah, I think, I think that's day. the key. Mortality means your legacy. You're really, yeah. really, uh, I don't know how old you are, but you're really, as you start getting old, you start saying, mm-hmm. hey, legacy. And this is another Jew I'm going to leave to anyone who's listening. And it's very important. You know, the true legacy of a human being, and this is, I'm going to keep it in simplest forms as I can possibly keep it, is when you die, will someone hang a picture on their wall of you? Oh, that's deep. That's a good one. If they don't, you were never here. That's right. Let us, and if you didn't have a kid, you were you were a, a tourist on this planet. Mm, that's really that's really. If you don't have kids, I'd be cool. But you were tourist. You didn't leave any seeds behind. Mm-hmm. And then the reason I'm gonna break down why you like the cemetery, and this is now because remember, I'm about mm-hmm. what I'm gonna tell you. So you 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 have a connection with your ancestors, with the mm. spiritual world. I, I I'm pretty sure. And, and you go over there, you think it's grounding? You How many ideas you've gotten from the cemetery? Dude, I can't tell you how many ideas I got. Ah, Absolutely. Don't tell me. So I already know. I've got so many ideas from there. Yo, you're dealing with a different beast, my brother. <laughs> this is, we are spirits having a human experience. And you're, when you go to the cemetery, your guardian angel is Pali Oya. She is the queen of the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, you know, you go there because you feel comfortable there. I'm pretty sure you probably take your, do you take your socks off when you walk on the grass? No, I haven't, I haven't done that. You should try that. That's really mm-hmm. true grounding. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're not afraid. You feel me? So you, you, mm-hmm. you already have a different aspect than most people who look at the cemetery and the, and the idea of them being there one day, you know, they can't, they can't fathom that. But you, on the other hand, go there to be inspired and get ideas, right? So you're already in a yeah. different playing field than the average person. But I just want to tell you that a lot of people have t- those type of hacks and those type of experiences. Me, I'm hijo de locum, so I like to go to the beach. Okay. And sit up. But now when everyone's at the beach, this is in the morning when no one's there. And I get inspiration from the ocean and the waters because that's what uh, I'm, I'm most connected to, you know. But we have to connect to something. You know, the balance of life is mental, physical, and spiritual. You know, uh, we everyone talks about mental health. And yeah, people are really, what you think about the most is what's going to kind of come about. So when you see all these killings and all this negative thing out there, I equate it to there's a lot of negative energy in, in the yep. universe. But guess what? Remember I told you we don't get to sing that? If, if we don't go through 
the negativity, we won't understand what positivity is. That if is we don't go deep. to hard times, how are we going to celebrate good times? That is really, really, really wise, really wise words there, brother. Really, really wise. You know, when you look yeah. at your wife and you say, how long you been married? 20 years. All right, now I'm going to blow your mind. I'm pretty sure you've been through some shit, huh? Oh, <laughs> okay. Then. We've been together okay. 25 years, so we've all right, been All right, so no, no, we don't even have to, I'm just saying, we don't have yep. to go. Yep. Look how you reacted alone to say, that's my ride or die because yep. everything we've been through. Yep. Okay, so think about that. The only reason she, you proved to her and she proved to you that you had each other's back was not through the good times, my nigga. Everyone's there through the good times. Is when when shit went to shit, she was there. Yeah, when we didn't and have it's not, and it doesn't have to be financial. It could be anything. You could yeah. be on sick, whatever. So what I'm saying is that that is the true journey, and you're blessed because at least you have someone that you can go through that journey. In my life right now, I've been single for a while. I don't necessarily. I'm not looking, but I'm kind of on this journey with me and my kids in a weird way, right? Because in life, you know, being who I am, the amount of time. Uh, I'm pretty sure you have to, at times, take a break from the things you're doing to spend time with your wife and spend, right? Because, you know, especially female, we're not. Mm -hmm. So because my kids are older, I'm not with their mom years, you know. Um, I'm I'm not that I'm not great at relationships. It's just I'm so focused with the thing that it has to be someone who lines up and it hasn't lined up. So, but that's why I admire, like when I see when you have someone to go through life, I say, yo, that's dope. See, life mm -hmm. to me is, Five holes and eight pegs. You're going to have to leave something out. Can't okay. have it all. Explain that to me. Five holes, eight all pegs. Right. Five holes and eight pegs. What Five are you going to leave out? You so you're going to leave three. There's three things you got to leave out, basically. At least, right? Like, for example, um, you want to be a person who makes money who does that. Well, you're not coming home. You won't be home at five o'clock. That's right. You're not going to be at the son's game. Right? You know, the wife has to understand what she got into. Right? You're going to leave yep. early. You're constantly... It's an uphill battle. You're looking for projects, money. You're always on to the next thing. Yep. Oh, but you just did this. This is great, great. But I'm going to sell this and do this now. What yep. the fuck? Huh? Mm -hmm. So I would have people and partners that the minute you look at me and you say, do you think that's going to work? I say to myself, you're not going to work. Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, entrepreneurs have to have that passion that it's always going to work. And when it doesn't, mm -hmm. it actually leads you to something else. So the five holes and eight pegs is, what do you want with your life? Hey, I want to be famous. I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, if you want to be famous, you want to be, I deal with artists all the time. Oh, you want to be on tour? You want to be on this? And then when you sign them, they're on tour. They got problems with the wife. I haven't been home. Or oh, my boys. So there's sacrifices. What I'm saying is in life, in order to get to become who you are today right now, mm -hmm. you have to create sacrifices. And those are what you have to leave out, right? Those are the holes. I, I need in order to accomplish, I need to do these five things, but I won't be able to hang out with my buddies and play softball on a fucking Saturday afternoon. I can't do it. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm working on my podcast. That's I'm working right. on this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So those are that's the sacrifice. That's what I mean by that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I was talking to I was I actually had a a dinner meeting a couple of days ago with a couple of investors that want to uh, give us some money. Not give us, but invest. Invest in, in projects. Yeah, invest in projects and stuff like that. They have a few million dollars they want to invest with us. And we were talking, we were at the table, and I, and, and this this, sub, this very same subject came up. And I said, you know, the older I get and the more seasoned I become as an entrepreneur, as a, and the smarter, I, I think I... I think I get smarter because I look at I look at my lessons and everything and every listen every deal Jose every deal I've done every single deal I have a spreadsheet where I put there top lesson learned mistakes made what will I do differently next time right and that is a discipline that most people just don't have and a lot of times you know um, I get I get like. My one of my employees, she tells me the other day, she's like, you know, you attract all of these people into your, all these employees, all this great talent into your life. And um, I'm like, OK, she's like, there's something about you. And I said, yeah, and people want to be around me because they think that by being around me, they're going to learn something and they can. And most people can learn something and they can learn what what I do and and, and learn my skill set. But what happens is when they're in my world and they see what I do and how hard I work, that's when you re when they realize that, man, maybe I can't do, maybe I'm not willing, not that they can't, they're not willing to pay that price. 
Right? They're not willing. I think that's why the plastic surgery world is so successful. That makes everyone's a lot of sense. Looking for a short, everyone's looking for a shortcut. Yeah. See, when you go to the gym and you see that guy who's buff, you can't get that next week. You got to yeah. go to the gym every fucking day. You got to put that work in. What you've done is you've programmed yourself because I told you before, you know the secrets of success. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's two words. Hard work. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it ain't hard. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. It works. How much hours are you focusing on the things you want? Mm-hmm. That's simple. You know, don't sit here and tell me I meet people who, are, who give me excuses as to why they haven't been successful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, bro, that's your crutch. What do you mean? You're blaming on your brother. You had an opportunity. He stole you out the money. Now you have nothing. And so you're going you're gonna to live in April 10th, 2014 for the rest of your fucking life till you go forward and say, I'm not where I'm supposed to be because what happened to me there is the, and people do that. I have conversations with so many people on a consistent basis. If you see me, I just walk down the street from the car. I deal with people. I, I, I'm in Union City because I like to see the people in their mm-hmm. eyes struggle. There's someone right now who's kissing his girlfriend at 21 in love, and there's a guy arguing with his girl in the corner ready to divorce her. Welcome to the game of life with all mm-hmm. that different levels. Freshman in high school, senior about to graduate right now, mm-hmm. starting. Two different, same high school. Mm-hmm. Two different perspectives in life. So we're all on a journey. We're all trying to go somewhere. And at the same time, we don't know where the fuck we're going. Mm, what really I mean by that is, what I mean by that is, I'm pretty sure you can agree that we can have these conversations. And if you're listening, I'm the type of individual that every time I'm doing something, because I'm also always exploring and trying something new, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. What I mean by that is, uh, we just did Clash TV Chris this summer. We hadn't produced a whole TV, but when they said yes, I said, yeah, we could do it. We'll try it. Let's go. And mm-hmm. I've learned so much about production. Right? I've learned, so what I'm saying is I'm constantly in the world. Book, I'm not an author. Right now, I'm, I just created my speaker page. Uh, that's going to help me get. So I'm starting to get different things. I'm calling now. I have a bunch of contacts. So once because of my experience and my Rolodex, I could get on the phone and probably make the needle move a little faster than the average person. Because I understand the dynamic, but at the same time, I'm in a world that I don't know, right? So it's exciting. That's why my life continues. I'm always trying new, where I'm investing time, to me, is more essential than money. Because I can mm-hmm. invest money and make it or lose it, I can never get the time back. 100%. This conversation, I, this conversation, you're recording it, you're taking this to share it with those, but we can never get this time. If this was a shitty interaction, you would have done it left and be like fuck i just wasted my time right that's what people yeah. say yeah so i think that if we understand we're running out of time yes everyone is running out of time the hourglass analogy i gave you so what are you doing with your time are we sitting there complaining are we sitting there acting on things are we manifesting are we taking this boat i bought a brand new boat but if you keep it in the pier you're not a captain papa hit the waters let's go Right? right, life is life is okay. You have your phone. We all have a GPS in our phone, correct? Yeah. And that GPS app can only be used when you do what? When you put an address. When in. you put something in, an address, a location. When you have a destination, where are you going? I guarantee, you, if I ask you right now, what's next? We have to do a whole nother fucking show. Look, yeah, yeah. laughing. <laughs> all right. So what I'm saying, ah, you're laughing, all right? You know how many people ask what's next, and they're like. I don't know, yeah. right? So, so that's what the universe brings you. Mm-hmm. I don't know situations. Yeah. yeah you know, I met pleasure. you I met you right now because I'm on the journey of knocking doors of this being this, this book and this author and these speaking engagements that Owe is knocking on doors for me also. And I ran mm-hmm. into you and mm-hmm. we're here being able to not just have this conversation, sure. but build something as we go forward, right? Nice. So this Correct. is how I work. Um, and it's mm-hmm. about people. We all need each other. Lesson number one says that. Lesson number one basically says we all need each other to survive. Everything you've ever learned from the moment you're born to the age of seven, someone taught you. You learned how to walk, talk, read, most likely do some writing, write your name, go to the bathroom, tie your shoelaces, uh, how to, you know, grab a, a, a thing of milk from the fridge. Someone taught you. That. You didn't teach yourself. If a baby is not held, 
within the first 24 hours of birth, it dies. Mm. We need each other. You, why do you have a podcast? You know, to, That's, you need people to listen. Yeah, I need it's to real empower estate. people, but I need people you to listen. To. Hey, what I love about the real estate game, and you can adhere to this, is not every deal is the same. I can sell the same property 10 times. It'll be 10 different deals, 10 different people, 10 different dollars. Mm-hmm. That's the fun part about it because it's mm-hmm. not the same. Like, fuck, bro, it's the same. It's not. And mm-hmm. and then how people say, you're trying to make money. So here you're like, fuck, I didn't make as much here, but I was able to make more money here. Mm-hmm. I was able to structure the deal this way, so I won't make as much up front, but on the back end. And that's what makes it fun, how you structure deals, how you put that mm-hmm. together. Sometimes yep. when you're handing that key to that individual who just bought his new house, that feeling of helping someone. Because the yep. key is helping each other. Mm-hmm. We're here on this podcast, my brother, because we're trying to help those who see us as whatever, and maybe we can mm-hmm. inspire them to try something new. Because as I was saying, human beings, we we mimic each other. Right now, the shirt that you're wearing was probably a style of someone you like, or you've seen it on someone, say, wow, but you rock it differently. And you Right? That's kind of our style. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. Gucci ain't shit to one of the rappers throwing on. Mm-hmm. There's no disrespect. Nobody cares what the with that Caucasian is wearing. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm saying when it comes to the hoods, when you mentioned the hood, when it comes to mm-hmm. fashion, when it comes to culture, here's mm-hmm. a question for you. We live in this beautiful country. I was born and raised here. I love this country. What do we export to the world? You that are a businessman, what does this country truly export to the world? When the world, when you're out there, Dominican Republic, Spain, Russia, when they think of the United States, what is what is what are we selling? What are we exporting? Capitalism. I think we sell capitalism. We sell we sell the American dream. In my opinion, people you know want to come the here American for the dream is? freedom. Freedom. American dream. You know what freedom. the American dream is? I'm about What's to shock that? you. You're going to be like black culture. We sell LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Mm. We sell fucking Jay Z. You can become a, from a crack to a billionaire. That's what we sell. Mm. We don't say come over here and come to our Harvard universities. Mm. Come here and work the fields, Papa. Come here and work 7-Eleven. Now the Indians, are, the Habibis don't flip it. Like, that's the difference that you come here. And all of a sudden, you understand it, but this con- country sells what it exports. It's just black culture. When people come in here and be like, if they can make it, we can make it. And it's crazy when you think about it. The opportunity. That's what it that's- is. That, which is the opportunity, capitalism. That's the what opportunity, capitalism is. The, exactly. The opportunity. You know, capitalism mm-hmm. basically works like this. On your mark, get set, go. I don't give a fuck how you get it. Oh, you mm-hmm. want to get it on the streets? Okay, hey, what's mm-hmm. the risk? Jail time, murder, boom, right? Oh, you want to, right? it all depends. Oh, you want to go to school and work for free for 12 years and then become a doctor? And reap the benefits in your in your forties. Mm-hmm. That's choice, choices and decisions. But opportunities, you have plenty for opportunities in this country. But we mm-hmm. don't export anything. We don't export education. We're not the smartest country mm-hmm. in the world, so we can't export education. That that's thinking we're not. When you line us up against the Japanese and these other countries, mm-hmm. we fell in all in every system. But this is the only country you can be uneducated and become a millionaire. Only hey. country in the world. Let hey, that sink the fuck in. Uh, is that crazy? That is, that's 100%, man. I, I've never stepped, I've and never been to college. And that's the happening in Dominican Republic right now with the politicians and all these people that went to school all those years. And the little guy with their dembo from the block has more money than them now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a culture shock. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't let the baseball players get away with it, but the baseball players act like they're educated, even uh-huh. though they're not. This rapper's <laughs> coming to my party with the crazy hair, and he's popping. I, I don't know how to deal with this. It's a culture yeah. shock. But what they're selling in DR, that's black culture. That's a black American that's culture. That's all it is. That's and not for what Latino. we did is we, it's 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 rap. Anything mm-hmm. that is rapping, production is mm-hmm. the the dembow's not the rapping. Dembow's the production. Mm-hmm. Reggaeton is not the rapping. Reggaeton is the production. Hip hop, salsa. I could take a, a Mark Anthony Sasa song, strip the Sasa, put a hip hop beat. It's a hip hop record now. Mm-hmm. So, but the rapping is culture. Yeah. So when you look at what's happening in DR, 
It's the American black culture taking over. Mm. Crazy as it sounds, bro. And let me tell you something, man. Jordan. There's a lady called Mommy Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know she is. <laughs> I, I'm going to shock you on this one. Guess who was the first rapper to ever do Sábado Corporal in the Dominican Republic? I remember that show. I remember that show. That was me. you? I was the first rapper. I was the first rapper ever to do Sábado Corporal in the Dominican Republic. I remember that show in DR. Because I was the first one doing right. If you ask a lapis, who's my dog, mm-hmm. who inspired him, I was listening to two records, Don De Nero and Bico C. So, wow. right. So, and, and that's why I have a saying that says, you're so I want to do, Papa. Mm. I have a, a line that I say, I'm the grandfather of the guy you consider your father. Mm. Right? In a sense. So, and I have, and to this day, when I have deals with Rock Nation, I'm in the music industry. I kill, I drop albums when I want, but, I don't, I basically help all these independent artists uh, try to make their dreams come true to understand the business of the music. Because the music industry, let's be honest, it was made to defraud and, 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 and rape and punish the artist. If mm-hmm. I told you right now, hey, I'm going to go, hey, there's a deal. What's the deal structure? What am I, if we did a deal together, you would know before the deal got closed how much money you're making. Correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely. Would you wait till the deal is over to figure out how much you're making? Would you wait till the deal is over and then see and let them figure out, hey, this is your share? No, you would not enter that deal. If I told you I'm getting a job at Walmart tomorrow and I was your brother, you would ask me, well, what are they paying you? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're paying me 20 bucks an hour. They're paying, And I would know, well, how many hours are you working? Working 60 hours, little bro. And they're going to end. I'm doing overtime. Oh, man, you can make 1500 You can calculate the music industry is the only industry the artist has no idea how he's going to fucking make money. Mm. Let that sink in. They have no idea. Ask an artist, well, how are you going to make money? Well, maybe they, I'll have shows. That someone's going to book me for a show. They don't know how, the, how it's structured, how the percentages work, how, right? And this is, that's the world I'm in, trying to help all those guys figure out, hey, you can still make a living. You're not going to be Drake. But instead of trying to charge the promoter three thousand for a show to sing your songs that no one fucking knows, tell them let them open up. Do one song for three hundred. When's the last time you got paid? I tell I tell the young artists. When's the last time you got paid three hundred dollars for five minutes worth of work? They're like, all right, well your song is not more than five minutes. Tell the promoter, can I open up for whatever artist? Just pay me three hundred bucks, give me a little bottle, and I swear to God I won't. And I'll bring you twenty fans that'll come mm-hmm. and pay. Because if you don't have twenty people in your clique that Support your music, and I don't know what to tell you. And then all of a sudden, I tell them, hey, what if you did 10 of those $300 shows in one month? That's $3,000. You can pay your phone mm-hmm. bill. Mm-hmm. You can pay your car note. Start small. right? Mm-hmm. So those are just business tips that I give the artists or anything else that we do. But I, the reason is, is I find myself throughout that journey realizing artists still have issues with family, finding love. right? We all need someone to love. They're humans. Love They're family. human beings, yeah. Ah. We're human beings. We're All of us are. No, 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 no. We're spirits having a human experience. And mm-hmm. what do we want to experience? Love, mm-hmm. affection. If you clap right now, you can touch. Mm-hmm. The ones who've crossed over can't do what we're doing. Conversation, touch, mm-hmm. kiss, hug, feel sad, happy. You can feel sad when your team loses the game, a baseball game. Yeah, fuck, bro. Right, but this is why you're alive. Embrace it all. Embrace the good times. Embrace the bad times. Embrace the times that you're like, fuck, I don't know how I'm going to get through it. You're here. You sound like Zig Ziglar. You're familiar with Zig Ziglar, the great Zig Ziglar uh, speaker? Check him out. Zig Ziglar. um, I know. uh, Actually, not Zig Ziglar. Sorry. Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn was Tony Robbins' mentor. Okay, um, dope. In one of his in one of his speeches, which they've they've taken his speech and they've put beat over it. Okay. Check it out. Go on on Apple Podcasts. I listen to it. That's the type of stuff I listen to. He talks in one of his speeches about embracing life and embracing the good time. The feel the sadness, feel the happiness, feel it. Like he's he talks about exactly what in his sound. I'm hearing him and you literally because he said you never heard and you never heard him. He talks about that. He's like, feel. And he's not telling you, he's not telling you stay there. He's telling you live. When it's time yeah. to be sad, be sad. When it's time to be happy, be happy. When it's time to be excited, be excited. Love. 
feel like this is where you're here for. You're here to embrace the whole. When you're going through, hey, when you're going through good times, be happy, celebrate, and enjoy. But you know why? You're not going to fucking last. Yeah. When you're going through bad times, don't stay in the stinky too long. Because mm-hmm. the sun's going to come out, the bad times won't last. But through the bad times, what's going to happen is, this is so important, whoever's listening to Bad times, when you're going through the worst moments in your life, and I say this in the book, that's when you need to be at your best disposition. You're at war. You cannot crumble. That's when you need to be on point. That's when every I needs to be dotted. Every T needs to be crossed because you can't slip. When you're up, you can slip a little bit because you're up. When you're down and every dollar counts and every moment counts and every, right, that's when you need to be. And most people, when they're down, is when you look at the character and they break apart, and you're like, fuck, that's how you, that's who you are when shit is bad? So it's kind of good to go through some bad times. You're going to realize who's in your corner, mm-hmm. who's really your friend. It opens your third eye to what life really is, and you start realizing, I got me. You better mm-hmm. get you. You better have you. You better not. Don't ever, ever. I tell my kids that. I tell everyone that I meet. Don't you ever put all your eggs in someone's basket for emotional everything. If your wife can pick up the phone right now and if you say, oh, my wife right now, and you pick up the phone and she's able to say something that when you hang up the phone, you'd be like, bro, I can't even finish this interview right now, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she has too much control. No one should be able to say something and throw your whole shit off. Agreed. Do you understand? Unless mm-hmm. you haven't gotten some sweetness, she goes tonight. Tonight, that's different. You know let what I'm me, saying? Let me tell you something. Look, what though, I bro, mean is that power. Don't ever give that energy to your boss to anyone. You know, anyone. When people say, "What's wrong? I'm having a bad day. Why? Man, my boss chewed me out." Or, bro, but let me tell you something, uh, Jose. You know that takes a lot of emotional maturity. What you're talking about right now, like that's something that I teach to a lot of young men. Right when I like. I have a lot of young men that come to me and they're like, hey, they want, they, they're asking me about relationship advice. And that's one of the things I learned in my 25 years with my wife and 20 years of marriage is that exactly what you said. A lot of young men get lost in the relationship. A lot of men get lost in the relationship. And what you just said right now is so deep, man, because that is that requires a high level of EQ, emotional intelligence to do that, right? To know thyself so well, right? That, hey, I love this person. I love this other human being so much, right? But even though I love them so much, I love myself more to not let them impact me in that way that they just ruin my whole day. And I had to really, the one, the only people that have that control on me and to this day are my kids, mm-hmm. especially my daughter. 17 of us, when it comes to my you know, boys, and my daughter's the only female. So because of that, because of when she was one month old, I went to prison. I didn't get to really meet her till she was three or four or whatever. When she, they started bringing her and all that other stuff, I've always had this thing with her. So I would run. My daughter would call me and I'd drop everything and run. If I didn't, I would try to please her, right? And this is now. She's 29 going on 30. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling her a few years back, I said, I'm not doing this anymore. You have too much. I'm not giving you. You can't say, feel, I'm, I feel bad because I didn't do something for you. Nah, I've done a lot. For you, right, so I had to really, even with mm-hmm. my kids to this day, apply a lot of the lessons I've learned, and, mm-hmm. and I think that life works. I've, 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 I've acquired a lot of wisdom through life, through a lot of teachings and readings I've done as being about allowed to be fought, the philosophy of Ifa. And what I realized is that we were all made to live to be ninety-nine years old, right? Physically, our bodies can easily live to be ninety-nine, and there's there's three different levels of life. There's the first 33 years. You know, Jesus died at 33, right? And there's a saying that says, you know, those who believe in Christianity, I believe in all, I've I've read all books, Quran, everything else, Um, not to memorize chapters, but enough to understand what the message is. And the message is all the same. It's all love. It's all love. Love each other at the end of the day. It's guiding. It's like these lessons I'm giving you. It's giving you guidance, and it gives you what we call patiking stories and metaphors to make you guide but what, I, what I've learned is the first 33 years of your life, you would do all the learning you could possibly do as a human being. You will learn how to read, write, love, how to make money, have sex, probably have kids, get married, how to create, maybe have a business. Yeah, 33. 
your next level from 33 to 66 should be to figure out how you create wealth with all the knowledge you created the first 33 years. Create wealth. From 66 to 99 is straight up sharing your wisdom that all that you learn, sharing your wealth. That means if you see a young man who might need help, you might have to buy his LLC, line him up. Maybe you give him a little shit for a deal because you don't mm-hmm. need the money anymore. You mm-hmm. created whatever wealth you have. And then, you know, by the time you're in that deathbed, hopefully you take care of yourself physically, man. And at 99, you someone will hang up a fucking picture of you on their wall because you did the, your, your job. Uh, that's why you see them build the bronze statues. You never understood why are they building a bronze statue? So you remember they were there, right? You remember a lifetime of achievement. So I think if you understand those and that wisdom, I try to tell people, hey, you can live as long as you know you have an exit. You might die at a certain age. You know, say, hey, why Kobe Bryant died long? Well, he lived. Well, he was able to accomplish at age forty something. So my, people can be here 10 lifetimes and not accomplish it. So he had a fulfilling life, correct? Mm-hmm. He was going to do a lot more, but he did. So we have an entrance and an exit. What are you going to do with the time you're here? Um, you know, people, you asked me a question. If you can go back and give advice to someone who's 18, right, 20, I would say, hey, no, let's do something better. How old are you now? 44. If you can go back. Quantum leap back and put your hand around the 24-year-old guy. You know what I would tell myself? Yo, it all worked out, brother. All the trials and tribulations Dude, I, you made I, it. I, I've done this too myself. I've thought about that. Now I'm going mm-hmm. to give you a hack. Let that sink in. You know you can go back. Do you know you can go forward? Mm. Woo! Mm. Mm. Do you know? Do you know the master manifestors go forward? See it? They, come they back go forward. Time, they go work, forward, come listen, back. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to crush you. You do it too. Mm-hmm. You just don't understand. So you go forward, you see the house, it's empty, but you see the potential of putting a brand new house here. You see the brand new house already in the future. So you quantum leaped already. You understand the numbers. I gotta get the guy to inspect that, 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 that. And then you come back to reality and you do the work. And then three, six months later. The manifestation happened. Mm. We all we can the, the best who can manifest will show guys, up. Uh, guys, you heard what this man just said. Do you understand how powerful what he just said is? If you're listening to this episode, I yo, Jose, repeat that again, please. That's how powerful what you just said well, is. Forward, so we back, please. Backwards. So the quantum leaps. If you know, I always find myself. Quantum leaping back, because I would, I would, I would remember a moment and say, I'll be in a moment of a decision. I need a funding, right? As mm-hmm. a project, you know. When I finish, I'll give you an example. When I finish, I cried right here in my office when I finished the last animation chapter in Spanish because it's thirty-four videos. Mm-hmm. They charge about two to three thousand a minute to do these videos, so money in every time. Mm-hmm. And I say, wow, I accomplished it. Now I don't have a publisher. Mm. So I, I asked the universe for whatever I want. It's like Amazon. The difference is the universe doesn't give me a delivery day. My faith does. Mm. See the difference? So they used to tell us the Indians, uh, not the Indians, the Indian culture in Asia tells you there's a genie. And if you rub it, it gives you how many wishes? Three. That's not true. The genie is the universe. And, it, and if you rub it, it gives you whatever you want. The Christians call it prayer. Pray mm. for what you want, right? When you pray and it's infinite, you just have to align yourself, your actions. You can't say, please, I want to lose weight. You sit on your couch eating bonbons or then you're not exercising. Hey, I want to find a job. God, help me find a job. Well, by the way, I don't have time to help you find a job, but are you looking? Because if you're looking, the universe will conspire. And all of a sudden you go to the supermarket and you, run, and you go from one thing and it brings you what you want. So, from a quantum leap aspect that you hear these terminologies, basically it's saying you can go back, but you can also go forward and hug yourself as you go forward and see yourself with the things that you want, that you're trying to manifest and be in that movie. So oh, shit, okay. And then come back and work towards that. Mm-hmm. So you have to, and you have to go back and hug yourself and say, yo, we made it. We made it through COVID. How scary was that? Mm. But you know why I made it through COVID? Because I seen myself making it through COVID. Mm. I had already made it through COVID and said, it's going to be all right. We don't know what's coming, but I hugged myself and said, see, it's going to be okay. I do that. And it sounds crazy, but it's something that will help you get through this 
game of life. And I want you to understand it is a game. Mm. Do you love sports? I do. I like basketball. Okay. What, is, basketball. what is it? Basketball. 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 So let's say, are you? An, I don't know if you're a Knicks fan or not, but let's say any I am. I am a Knicks fan. Okay. So what are your team trying to do? They're trying to find the right pieces. Mm-hmm. They, they find the right coach so they can practice hard. Me, I'm a football holic. So football is a little different. Football, you, you game plan all week to show up prepared. I live my life by the five Ps. Proper preparation will prevent a poor performance. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you must game plan to show up on that Sunday with a game plan to beat your opponent. Now I'm going to fuck you up with these words, and I hope people are listening. Majority of the people are going through the game of life without a game plan and want to know why they're losing all the time. Mm. <laughs> Makes oh, sense, that's, right? that's really deep. because It's really simple for people like you and I. I have a journal every morning that I, when I wake up, I write every morning. Every morning, three my three top goals. And what are the top three things I'm going to do today to get me closer to there? Every Sunday, I'm writing my lifetime long-term vision. And what is it that I'm going to do this week to get me close? Like, dude, this is this, this is what you're saying. It's just, it's just directing the power, your focus. The power of writing. You, but see, what you don't understand, you're creating spells when you write. What is mm-hmm. the spell? When you put words together that make sense, you're spelling words. So when you write, mm-hmm. in your spiritual hat, you're creating spells. So I tell people, write down the things you want. Mm. write them down we don't write anymore we, we, we write them physically write them i have things that i write down all the time if i if I, I write every, so i understand where you're at these are these are hacks mm-hmm. these are things that you must do in order to stay lined up mm-hmm. you understand but the quantum leaping go forward see yourself with that then come back and put in the work now worrying for you yeah. warriors out there for yeah. you people who worry Worrying is quantum leaping forward and seeing your shit in a disaster. Yeah. yeah. Worrying is the biggest waste of energy. Worrying is praying for bad shit to happen to you. Why would you ask God, hey, God, I wish I can't pay my rent. I hope that this cancer I have really fucking doesn't go away. Like, that's what worrying is. It's a total waste of energy. But most of us worry because we've been programmed to worry because we watched our parents worry. That's how they dealt with problems. Oh, my God, mijito. Oh, the world is falling. And so we need to deprogram ourselves and really understand that what are you trying to accomplish? Yo, bro, if you had six months to live, someone whispered in your ear, God said, on this day, you're going to die in your sleep. What changes would you make your life? Mm. Would you leave your spouse? Would you leave your job? Would you take this trip that you've never taken? And then I say to you, Live the rest of your life like you only got six months to live. Let that sink the fucking. Mm. You're not living your life like you have six months to live. You are not living. That's really powerful stuff. My brother, I really, we're running out of time here, but I'm really grateful that I you came on. My brother, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your wisdom and your insights. I know you have this book that is out. Where can, first of all, where can people find you? Number one, where can people connect with, where can people buy your book? Where can people find this animation you just made? Where can people book you if they want to bring you to speak, uh, to, to, to speak with them? Where can, how, where and how can people connect with, with a powerful human being like yourself? Well, I, I've made it simple, bro. Just go to my website, cubanconnection717.com. There you can go to my speaker page. There you can go to all my social media. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, and everything else. But you can go there, and from there, they can see everything. CubanConnection717.com. Um, again, I appreciate your time and, and the ability. I mean, we could talk for hours. I want to definitely build with you to see if I bring you along to this uh, Bronx Community College thing I'm doing. I think you'll be a great yeah, asset we'll, to that. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Guys, yes. thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Again, connect with, with, with Don Dinero Jose. He's he's here to help. He obviously has the heart. I, you know. Um, you said something about about spirits earlier like we know each other right we we identify with each other like hey man i see you i i see you say right. me i see you right. is that is that level of excellence i see it man i see you so um guys you want to connect with him get get his book um i'm sure it's full of golden nuggets i mean you got to spend here an hour with 
with, with him and hear his heart and where he really is. What I love about this man is that um, he he comes from a Latino culture. He's Cuban-American, comes from Latino culture, grew up from nothing, and he's... Grew up having tre- Cuban in tres golpes, my Yeah, like, so <laughs> and, and here he is, and he's giving it away, right? And he's giving it away, which is part of my purpose of why I have this podcast, is to give it away. I share everything. Um, just ev- everything I learn, I share it with you guys. Like everything I do, I share it with you guys. The difference is you have to now go and apply it. Don Dinero or myself, we could give it all to you or we could give it all away. But if you don't go and take action yourself and do the work, it's never going to happen for you guys. Thank you guys before for listening. I go, before I go, two quick little things. The key word to accomplishing everything you want in your life is discipline. Mm-hmm. Very important to have discipline in the things you want to accomplish in your life. And the second thing is the hardest thing you're going to have to do every day of your life is the right thing when everyone is going left. Mm, that's powerful. That is really, really powerful. Discipline okay. and the right thing. If you can do those two things, then you, you'll live a fruitful life. Um, everyone's not going to like you, but that is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to do the right thing and stay disciplined and, and, and just have someone hang a picture of you on their wall when you die. That's your Strive that's that. the goal. Strive that's for that. Goal, that's, that's, simple, that's, something simple, but that's the goal. Dale, te quiero, uh, manito. Thank you for the opportunity. Brother. All right, brother. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierridgecapital.com.